All right, all right, all right. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. It is your girl, Erica Nicole, and I am finally back. I'm trying to find myself to make sure I'm everywhere I'm supposed to be. There we go. And we are. Welcome. Happy New Year. It's Erica Nicole. I am here with my podcast guest host today. I'm so excited, guys. Me and Kim have been aware of each other and been associates <laughs> and friends for 23 years. And who would have thought, right? So welcome to episode 77 of Speak Life with Erica Nicole. This is a live episode. We're doing a live recording, y'all. It will be on the um, podcast platform on Friday. But right now we're over on YouTube. We're over on the Erica Speaks Life page on Facebook, as well as on my personal page. And we are so excited. So as you're coming in, greet us. Let us know you're here. Hashtag live if you're live. Y'all know how we do it. Hashtag replay if you are catching the replay. We're just so excited you're here. I'm finishing my series with the co-authors of If Resilient Was a Person right? And Miss Kim is one of my co-authors and I'm so glad she is here with me this afternoon. Um, This afternoon, where am I? This evening. Um, So Kim, I love to hear a woman introduce herself. There is something about um, the power and I know you're not after power, but you have it anyway. We were already talking about that pre-showing, but to me, there's just something about the power of a woman reading her own receipts. So will you tell our viewing and listening audience who you are? Good evening, everyone. Well, my name is Kimberly Brown Shiguru. Uh, I have been married for 31 years. Uh, the mother of four daughters. Uh, I have a loving son-in-law. Uh, and I have a grandbaby, little Hosea. Um I have been a nurse now for 23 years. I work with the Department of Veteran Affairs. Uh, I also just recently graduated with my master's in rehabilitation and counseling. Um, I will say that I always thought that I had to have degrees and stuff in order for, I always knew that God had a calling on my life to uh, do what I'm doing now, but I thought I had to have degrees to uh, get there, but uh, God had let me know that I didn't need it. And so I had asked him one day, I said, Lord, I know that I don't need this in order for where you need to take me or where you want to take me, but this is something that I would like to do. And if it's your will, I'm asking that you grant my uh, desire. And he did just that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, doing a spiritual work for him. Um, as well as doing um, something um, on the in my career, as well as his ministry still even in my career. So I'm excited think, about that. I think that's amazing. And what I'm starting to see a lot of, and Kim, you tell me if you agree, I'm going to jump right in, is I'm starting to see a lot of nurses, yes. right, attach that, um, that counseling piece. Because yes. nurses, we always counsel at the always. bedside anyway. Whether you're clinical, whether you're in home health, we're always in that nursing slash counselor slash social uh social uh yeah social services like we're always assisting in that role. So it makes sense to me. I'm seeing that more and more. What um what is your vision when you're bringing those two together? 
Okay, so I, I currently have a, a nonprofit organization called Pure and Heart. Um, we were functioning as far as we would do a, a, a big conference every year. COVID came. We have not had one since COVID. So our goal is this year to do uh, another big conference um, and go uh, more in detail of resources that we will offer all year long instead of just once a year for mental health. For um, my uh, youngest daughter has an organization called Coco Initiative, oh, and we help, we help younger uh, girls that are uh, from eighth grade through twelfth grade uh, prepare for college. So uh, Pure and Heart ties in with that now, where I work with the mothers of the young ladies. So our vision is to help uh, young women and girls that are struggling, whether it be uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, to uh, be that person that helps them and give them resources. So that's oh. one of our goals. Oh my God, you got me excited, but just because I'm seeing some of these names that are popping up and I'm like, oh, y'all need to make some connections, connections, yes. connections, because what you are doing is flat out amazing. And you are being such a blessing. Y'all don't know me and Kim were um, nursing school. Yeah. Uh, we were, we were, we were uh, classmates. And let me tell y'all something. The Erica that is sitting before you now is not the Erica that Kim went to school with. Okay. Let's just keep it all the way 100. If y'all been following me since 2016, I told y'all I was a hot. <laughs> so what Kim is seeing now, you know, I've gotten myself together. I'm not perfect, but ooh, perfect. your girl yeah. came a long way. And it's really just a blessing um, to be sitting with Kim. Amen. Um, she was a co-author, and that's kind of how we came back together. Yeah. But just to see what you've accomplished um, with your children and the initiatives and the, the service that you guys are doing. I mm -hmm. think it's so funny. First Lady April, Coach April, let me tell you, Kim can tell some stories. <laughs> I have sworn her to secrecy. But Kim can y'all some stories on your girl. That's why I, I tell people. Always, you always kept us laughing, though. You always kept us laughing. You you still have always been that person. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I've always been a no, no, a, a person that did not tolerate shenanigans no, and foolishness, no. <laughs> and I was always a per person that addressed it. Yeah. Yet it's still now. Thank God. Thank to God thank be God. the glory. He is teaching me. Notice I didn't say taught y'all. He is teaching me how um, to live, be a little more tactful in my yeah. approach and working things out. I'm still a little rough around the edges, but you know what? God is not looking for perfect. He's looking for a willing vessel. That's and that's right. one thing yeah. that I am. And that's why I got Kim on here today. Because Kim is so amazing. She literally is the same person I went to school with, y'all. I feel like Kim done always had it together, honey. Let me just tell the truth. She ain't going to like that. But it's the truth, no. Kim. Always mm -hmm. so poised. And so well together in class. Very tactful. I knew that you knew the Lord even back then. Yeah. Right? I knew you walked with him. I knew you had something that I didn't have, but I was getting after it. So I have to ask you, Kim, what made you write in the book? What drew you into that journey? And and that's funny you you say that because uh, when I started LP in school, nobody but me and God knew this. I had started uh, the nursing school because I had had uh, our third daughter. Things were not going well with me and my husband. And I said, you know what? I need to do something with my life. 
because if I, if we get a divorce, he probably gonna get the kids. I gotta have something because I was a stay home mom. I went and enrolled in school and didn't tell him. I just went enrolled and came back and said, "Oh yeah, I enrolled in school." <laughs> and he was just like, "Cause in my mind, this is this was only me and God knew this." I said, "I'm gonna finish school and then I'm gonna leave him. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take the girls and we're gonna just go on about our business and we're gonna be making it." And it ended up being a blessing. When I went to school, because our relationship really grew in that time, oh. because he had to take on more of the work helping me with the girls and stuff. Uh, and he was so supportive in making sure I went to school. Just leave Kim, go. I got the girls. Just go study. Don't worry about it. So it ended up being a blessing. It's something how God can take your mess and turn it into a blessing, because what I did, it wasn't right, it wasn't of God, but he can take your junk and your mess and end up being a blessing to you and your family and everyone connected to you, so it it ended up being a blessing, and so I wanted to write the book about marriage and struggle, the struggle, because I'm very transparent, um, I struggle, you know, Erica talked about, I ain't made it yet, I'm not perfect in no kind of way, and I'm very transparent in that, to let you know that me and my husband still struggle just like anybody else. And I, I don't want people to be where they look at the pictures on Facebook and say, Oh, goals. Oh, I want that. You know, don't know. We still struggle in this marriage, but the thing that, that we realized was take that D word out of marriage, take it out. Take that option. It, it, I mean, like you just got to remove it because when you put it in there, that, that option will get so huge and and you will give into that. And the thing that, that really hits me is reading God's word. And when it talks about how we are supposed to be with our spouses, that it's not even about the spouse, it's about God. Because in me submitting to God, I can submit to my husband. I can't submit to my husband until I submit to God. And if I can easily submit to God, I can submit because it's connected. It's all connected. And I think um, that is something that sometimes we can struggle with from our own past hurts, uh, be it from childhood or bad relationships. Those things affect us in submitting. And I think we have uh, such a taboo. Uh, when you say submit, that means he controls you. He tells you what to do. You can't do it. But that's not what the submit is. It's totally opposite of that and and the bible even talks about how the husband isn't supposed to submit to the wife so but i think society has made us think that it's only the wife who submits but we both are supposed to submit to each other and um just thinking about the i can remember the day that i told my husband you know i'm i'm done and we have four kids by this time i'm done i don't want to do this no more i just i just want to get out of this I said, you tell me which house you want. You tell me which car you want. If you don't want to give me nothing, that's fine. I'll take the girls and we just walk out. I will never take you from your kids, but I'm done. And it's something how you can say something and think that God is in it. I really thought this was from God. Turned over and went to sleep. My husband walked in the next day and was like, nothing ever happened. And I said, uh-uh. did you decide which one you want to give me? And he said, well. I thought maybe you could give me one more day. I said, you got one more day. 
I can't tell you what happened on that next day. All I know is that God turned the situation around. I mean, like literally, I can't, I can't even like literally cannot tell you what happened on that next day. All I know is that God softened up my heart. Was it um uh, uh immediate? No, it was a it was like a transition of uh, getting to know each other growing with each other and so i just wanted to do this book to let people know that satan has nothing but deceit especially for marriages and especially for anointed husband and wives who who have a calling he desires to destroy you and, and all it takes is a little bit of bait that he puts in your head and it gets bigger and bigger as long as you keep entertaining it it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and that's what happened to me but god he came in and he just turned that whole entire situation around for my husband and i my god girl you done said who somebody passed the offering plate kim <laughs> got us right i'm trying to stay up in this chair because of course kim you know i just been divorced a little bit over two years yes. and i can honestly say that and i don't believe it was my husband it was me I'm the one that brought the D word into the house. I was just so sick and tired. Yes. And that was, of course, in my strength, right? Yes. That was in my ability and my strength. Yes. And God granted me. Now, this is one thing I know. God granted my divorce. Mm -hmm. And because it was so much, we could not heal. We were just stuck in a cycle. Yes. And neither one of us could heal inside of the marriage. Yes. But he kept the covenant i need somebody to hear this yes he kept the covenant intact even outside of the divorce we still have this very unique covenant yes that god is holding us accountable to when it comes to our relationship because me and him are really good friends when it comes to our children our grandchildren and the ministry yes it's a unique covenant that is in place and I know it ain't nobody but God. Let me nobody. tell you. Nobody. I know nobody. it ain't nobody. Because ain't no way in the world that Erica, you met 23 years. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be like, God, can I go to another church? Nope. <laughs> God, can I move out of Oklahoma? Nope. Yeah. But it is, a, and I, I didn't understand that in yeah. the, immediately. But when yes. I understood God, it yes. goes back to that scripture. What I put together, let no man, man put us no man. And no I think man. a lot of times we think marriage, right? And aggressive, he is talking about marriage, but he's talking about the covenant. Yes. He's talking about the covenant. covenant. So we are divorced legally on paper. There is a covenant <laughs> in heaven. I'm telling you. Yes, and that thing is still intact. Yes, whether we wanted it to be or not. Yes, God, and I remember the day I took my ring off and I asked for the divorce. I told God, "You gonna get the glory out of this. Yes, you gonna get the glory out of this." And the saga continues because He is going to get the glory. Always, the world goes to church with their ex-husband <laughs> or their ex-wife, who still ministers. Not fresh, two years. Yeah. We've never stopped. Yeah. We've never stopped. And so to hear your story, to see that God turned that thing around in 24 hours. Yes. And he did. I mean, like, literally, I can't, I like, I have even tried to think what happened that next day. 
cannot like literally. It was like God like literally wiped it. Because he put it in the sea of forgetfulness. Uh, he yes. cast that thing as yes. far away. Yes. So did. that you can focus on what you needed to focus on. Yes. And what a mighty testimony that is. Yes. That is so amazing. Your story is so amazing. The work that you're doing. Tell them about the work that you're doing here on Facebook. You got your Facebook community. And let me tell y'all something. Kim is ministering on such a high transparent level. I'm not even a wife and I am in there and she's touching my heart, yeah. right? She is, she is speaking truth. And I think that's what we need to hear yes. because a lot of times we don't hear truth, especially from women of God. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times we hear this, this um, fancied up version yes. as if there's not a real struggle, as if I didn't fall down and have to get back up, yes. as if, and Kim, you're like me, I don't have a problem showing the nail holes in my hand. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> I am very transparent. That's why I can tell y'all, hey, I used to be a hot mess 2.0 and some days I still am. Like, but God knows my heart. Yes, he does. He knows my heart. And he knows that I'm a willing vessel for him. Yes. He knows that every day, anybody that's followed me long enough or known me long enough can see the fruitfulness, can see the change. One day I walked past the mirror and I didn't recognize my own self. <laughs> I'm like, well, when did that happen? Like I, like you could not, I could not remember no. when the change took place. And that's what I love about God, how he can do such a transformation on you. Um, Cause I can remember just being where it was so much going on in my life. At mm. one point I had so much church hurt on me and just, and that church hurt can, uh, it can just tear you up and you, you can think you good. You still going to church, you still functioning. And it was like one day, I just like, I don't know if I heard myself. I don't even know what it was. But girl, I made my own self sick. And I said, oh my Lord, I can hear the bitterness in me. I can hear hear the hurt. Mm -hmm. I can hear all of that. And it was just like, I went to God and I said, Lord, please help me because I want to serve you. I want to do your will. You know, whatever it is that is, is got me all like this i ask that you take it away yeah. and fix it and heal me and so that's one of the things why i really push for you know you can have jesus but you also need that therapy girl come, come. also need that therapy and i think that's such a, a taboo especially in the african-american culture yes. uh, and I've, I've all i've ever known is church you you pray about it, baby. Pray about it, baby. Pray about it. Just give it to God. And you can give it to God, but you also need to go get you some help. You also need to go get some therapy. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I started the power of a praying woman. Um, the group on Facebook was because I realized that if I'm affected by the different things that I have went through that it's affecting me even at my age. Who else has been affected? And a lot of times people are looking at you and thinking, oh, they got it together. Mm. Oh, they, they're, they're not going through and thinking that why can't when I serve God, why can't I be like her? She don't, she ain't going through nothing. And I think that's where people get lost and turn, turn their back on God because then they think, 
God doesn't love them because I don't have a life like her, not knowing I struggle just like you struggle. Absolutely. Absolutely. My daughter, who I was pregnant with when we graduated, my yes. um, she said the other day, she said, Mom, I love where I'm going with God. She said, because it not, it's not that he takes it away. Mm-hmm. I just have a different way of Amen. dealing with yes. the things I'm dealing with. And this is my daughter, one that I wasn't supposed to have, two that did attempt suicide and take her life when she was under a lot of pressure, but God. But God. And now to see her really getting to know God for herself, not depending on my relationship, her dad's relationship, and for her to see us walk out our truth. Yes. Because we've been very transparent in our truth. There are some things about my marriage that my children knew before I even knew. Right. So we it wasn't like you could hide it from the kids because the kids was hiding it from me. And they really were trying to protect me and protect their dad and protect home in the same sense. So I think it's I love what you said, because anytime I minister, especially in the pulpit, um, I always minister from the Bible. But I always bring reality because it is one thing to say, pray about it. But if I don't know how to pray, yes, what what is what does that mean? Yes, if I don't know how to hear from God. Yeah. What am I? What 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 is this? It yes. all just seems so fake, right? I remember when yes. I lost my daughter, um, 26, 27 years ago, and um, that's when I kept hearing, "Well, child, just pray about it. What should the Lord give it? Then the Lord take it. What what are you talking about?" Because right now I'm trying not to lose my mind. Yes. Right now the doctor is putting me on all this medicine that's making me numb. And I'm trying not to lose my mind to take care of the kid that I have. And you telling me that the Lord give it, then the Lord take it. So now you telling me because my child was conceived in sin that God took my child from. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff we hear. And so when we minister from a transparent place, Yes. It does make a lot of difference. A lot. And you said that about therapy. I always say you need the three C's. You need the coach because you need a coach. Coaches can help you maneuver. Yes. You need Christ. You need a relationship with the most high. You, you and must then you have need You need therapy. You need a non-biased person. Yes. You can spill it out to and that can help you pick it back up. Yes. And process it. Yes. You have you have to have it. it I mean, and like, you know. it's a must. It's a must for growth because you will continue to function in that same toxic stuff if you don't get some help. You you can't continue to do the same thing. You're going to think you're going to get a different result. You will not. You will continue to just be in this toxic, just junk until you fix it. Yeah. You will be hurt. Yes. You will be bleeding, bleeding. You will be out there ministering Mm -hmm. while infected. And that is the energy that is what's going to come out of you. you. And that part about it is what you say when you're ministering from that point, it may be powerful, but it don't have no power. None. 
and I think no that's so good that you said it because I think because sometimes you can see that I don't know how to explain it, but I can see that in people that when they're up speaking that you can tell if you what you said might sound powerful, but there there was no power in it, and you can feel the hurt, you can feel the uh the the anger, the bitterness in it, and until and that, the thing is, is, it'll keep you from walking in the fullness of that anointing that is on your life. Mm-hmm. As long as you continue to keep carrying all that baggage and hurt with you until you release it, you can't walk in your true calling and the fullness of until you release all of that. And it was like once I realized that, that I had to let this stuff go because I can't do what God is trying to get me, calling me to do if I got all this stuff on me. I gotta let no. it go because it's a transference of energy. So while yeah. we're laying on hands, while we're pouring out, that brokenness is being poured out as well. And if it attaches itself to somebody that does not know how to defend themselves yes. in the Holy Ghost, they don't have no power. They don't know how to walk in their authority. Mm-mm. Now you like COVID running around here disinfecting everybody. Yes, and, and we true. see it all the time. We see it. I remember, like, I'm not like you, so I didn't come up in church. We were CMEs, church, Mother's Day, Easter. That's how we roll. That's just the truth, right? And I like it, though, because I don't deal with the, because I was raised in that manner in church now. Like I tell my pastor all the time, I I don't get down with the politics. Yes. I don't get down with the putting the mask on because I don't want to look anointed. I want to be anointed. Amen. I don't want to look healed. I want to be healed. Healed, yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. I don't know how to put my church face on. Yes. If if I'm hurting, I'm hurting. Yeah, it's going to show. I I don't know how. That part, I just don't know how to do. My facial expressions, everything, it will show it that I'm pleased with this. (laughs) and, and And my thing is, I know when I come to church, if I know I need to go lay down at the altar, I don't care who watching me. I'm going to lay down at the altar and get what God has for me. Yes. There's a lot of people that won't because of image. Yes. You know, the only image I'm concerned about is when I get to heaven. He oh, and he yeah. when I when I meet him face to face. Yes. That's the only image I'm concerned about. Only. I'm not concerned about nobody else. Mm-mm. We need to quit faking it until yeah. we make it. We yeah. need to take these masks off. Yeah. And really get before, in, a, in truth, let's really get before God. Yes. Because really, if you're getting before God and you're going to God for deliverance, like you did, God, I don't know what this thing is, but I need you to take it away. Yeah. While I'm over here doing my part in therapy, journaling, praying, fasting. Yes. Can you do your part? Yes. And and. Yeah. And God, I need you to Ephesians 3 and 20 exceedingly abundantly. But that's real. And yeah. I wish that we can get more, especially I want to say Generation X and yes. older. Yes. I think the younger generations, the millennials, the Gen Zs, um, they are more open. They're very open. I yeah. am seeing the 40-year-olds, the 35, the 30-year-olds that age going to therapy. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing that, um, but I'm not seeing us, the generation mm-hmm. X and the baby mm-hmm. boomers. And that's the sad part. Yeah. 
because we're taking the church hurt, we're yeah. taking the family trauma, and we're bleeding. We the reason the millennials and the Gen X, the Gen Zs is okay. going uh, see, That was that's that's what one of the things I have wrote down. Um, ten of the uh, I wrote seven seven nuggets, and one of them was we teach our children how to communicate. We teach our children how to do relationships. We teach our children work ethics. We teach our children how to serve God. We teach our children how to love. We teach our children how to be intentional. And we teach our children how to be a spouse. And I don't think... I got one out of that, one out of that whole list. I got the work ethic. And my kids, didn't get, I know they got that. And they got how not to be a spouse for me, right? They got how not to. Because I didn't do it well. I didn't yeah. do it, but you know what? Nobody taught me. And I think that's the thing. Um, and I think that's why, like, I really want churches to talk about things that we feel like we shouldn't talk about in church. It's church. Ooh, the it's church. Um, and we need to talk about these things. We need to talk about. We need to talk about sex. We need to talk about relationships. We need to talk about all of this because our children are growing up watching us who and we're not doing it correctly and thinking, okay, even though they even though they know how this is how mom and dad is doing it, it ain't right. But what exact what other example do they have? Especially if everybody they know in church looks just like mom and daddy. You you just continue to go in the same routine and and you it's dysfunctional. It's sad to me because going back to I'm, I'm gonna pick one of the most taboo subjects sex yes we preach in the pulpit that we're not supposed to have sex before marriage we're not supposed to have sex before marriage you gotta break it yeah, down. still when i go home i know doggone well that me and my siblings all got different fathers <laughs> not my household because i was raised by my mom a single mom but i'm just saying this is somebody's reality yes i know that me and my siblings we all have different parents yes. right but so you telling me to not have sex before marriage, but half the time, we're not telling them why. We're yes. not telling them result of. Yes. We're not talking to them about the emotional side of it. Yes. We're not talking to them even about the spiritual side and the transference of energy because we're trying to keep everything G-rated. Yes. But these kids know way more than we even know. Yes. You know, and then if you take it up a notch, then you got the secrets. Yes. Don't get, don't have sex before marriage, but the oldest sibling don't look like none of the other siblings. So, <laughs> but we want to play this game. Yeah. We want to make it a secret. Yes. We need to quit with the secrets yeah. and get with the truth. Yeah. Because God said that we, we, we supposed to serve him in spirit and in truth. truth. So we try to make these kids this secret, which is a lie. Yeah. It's okay. No, it's not okay. Because yeah. a lie is a lie. Yeah. But we don't want to have that conversation. Because mm -hmm. we don't want to expose. We don't want to. Because then we may be exposing that your sister's really Uncle Henry's. But now we hiding that. <laughs> and, and, and that but that's the real deal. That's the truth. That is the truth. And nobody wants to deal with it. No. Nobody wants to deal with why I can't make this marriage thing work and I'm on marriage three. Yeah. But nobody taught me. I didn't see love. I didn't receive love. I don't know. My mama had, I had 50 uncles. 
by the time I was 15. How am I supposed to know what marriage looks like? Yeah. If every other month I had a new uncle at home. And that's why one of my, my other things is whoever you marry does not just affect you, but it also affects your children. Our God, whoever you marry, whoever you date, whoever you kick it with. I'm telling you. Chilling with. I'm telling you. All of that. It affects them because you're teaching them how to do relationships. And that's whether it's intimate or non-intimate relationships. We teach our children how to do relationships. Even in our, even with our girlfriends. Yes. If you got dysfunctional relationships with your girls. Yeah. Do you think your kids are not picking up on those traits? Telling that you. They are taken to school with their girls. Yes. Hey, Pastor Corey. Um, we, we are teaching them that and it's so sad because you go to family reunion and we teaching them relationship and yeah. then uncle and auntie get, get drunk while they playing spades and then you gotta, but that's yep. the norm. Yes. That's the norm. Yes. That's not normal. It's not. That's it's not, not normal, but that is truly the trauma. Yes. Right. And my trauma, everybody's trauma look different. It always all the time. You got your big T traumas and your little T traumas. Yeah. But it ain't a family I know that it's there's not some level of trauma. Yes. And until we start discussing it, yes, and dealing with it, yes. and quit sweeping it up under the rug, yes. quit not wanting to deal with it. Yes. It's just passed on. Like exactly. Yes. Exactly, Nayleen. Because I always when, whenever uh because I'm very transparent. My husband said, Kim, stop saying that to people. Uh, when people say, oh, you had a perfect little family. I said, listen, we got a dysfunction going on too. Ours is just a little different than your dysfunction because there is no perfect family. That's true. Everybody That's has true. a dysfunctional family. Yes, y'all look good on Facebook. You look good. I'll watch Mark walking into church together with your beautiful matching outfits. But we all have some form of dysfunction in our families. It's just some of us do do better do well in our dysfunction over other people, uh, but we all have some form of dysfunction. That's some of us got some bomb. Uh, what I want to call it, coping mechanisms. We know how to maneuver That's in us. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's like true. depression. Some of us have functional depression. Yes, but we know how to get up and go to work and be productive yeah. and all that, and then come home yeah. and shut down. And then some of us don't have functional depression. Yeah. It's the same thing. Some of us know how to function within our dysfunction yeah. and our trauma, and some of us don't. Yeah. And that's just all it is to it. And I would prefer that you not know how to function in it so yes. that you can deal with deal. it. So yes. that we can heal. But yes. we're too busy concealing things. Well, yes. things that you conceal will never be healed. They got to be revealed yes. so that God can heal them. God can begin the work. Yes. But we're too busy hiding things. Hiding it all the time. And we're not even hiding it because it's still, we see it. We see it. And it's so crazy and it's so sad, but it's so much truth. I love that you, that you shared your story. Um, Y'all, I highly suggest, I'm going to put Kim's information in the show notes um, where you can connect with her. Y'all know me. I'm going to always aim you towards my co-host. Get the book. Get connected. Get yes. a Facebook group. Get they doing the beta Satan right now. Oh, yes. Tomorrow, y'all come on and join us over at Power of Prayer and Woman. That book really helped me so much. So I love much. that book. I yes. love that book. My church, uh, my previous church, 
we did that book a couple, like almost once a year. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that spirit of offense is no yes. joke. It's powerful, very powerful. It is. It's I great, love that book. Great. That's probably one of my favorite um books outside of the Bible that I've read for spiritual content. And I love it. I, Precious, I thought about you when they started doing I'm like, oh, Precious gave me the PDF. That's the one I put in the Facebook chat. Okay. Precious, it gave it to me. I love that book. I actually had the teaching on um, CD at one point. I don't know where it is, but I had it on CD because it's such a profound teaching. Yes. I mean, that, that's a teaching a church can teach on for a whole year. Uh, for real, though. A whole year. Because it's something that that we got to understand that we we're going to be offended. It's just, how are you going to uh, react in that offense? That's it. And it is, and it's teaching us how to react in that offense. Don't hold on to it. Let it go. Release. Are you going to respond or are you going to react? Yes. And then if you want to put the worldly spin on it, you got to exercise your emotional intelligence. Yes. <laughs> when you become offended see that all goes together that's why you got to go to therapy because it all goes together it all goes together you'd be like emotional intelligence yes read the book emotional <laughs> intelligence 2.0 because you got to know what to do with it yes. the thing is is god gave us emotions it does and we all have them yeah we just have to learn what to do with them right you got to learn what to do with it um i don't know how much oh I don't know how much the beta Satan is, but I got it on PDF. <laughs> so we can get it to you, Naylee, and I'll send it yeah. to you. I'll put you in Kim's group. That's what you need to do. You need to get in Kim's group. I know you're not a wife, but you're a woman, and you're going to be a wife one day. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not a wife either, but I'm in there getting preparation, right? <laughs> because I know I am a wife. I'm just waiting on the manifestation of my spouse, and I want to be ready. Amen. I want to be ready. Because we cannot ask God to do something for us that we do not have the capacity to do. That's right. And I am definitely, um, all right, Precious said, send her the link. Absolutely. You love it. You will love, love, love the group. I'm here to tell you, it is a blessing. Kim, girl, you know, we can talk all day. Y'all, this is the sad part. While I was setting up, we done had a whole pre-show that y'all would have really enjoyed. But it's just so good to be in the presence of a woman that truly loves God, right? And, and, and in my opinion, you're doing God the right way. You're not putting on the mask. You're not putting the lipstick on the pig. You're not, you know, hiding. You know what? You you are willing to show your scabs. You're willing to sew your, your nail holes in your hands. And to me, that is how we're going to get people saved. That is how we're going to get people turning their hearts back to the one true living God. Because there's a lot of, um, God gave me a word this morning. He called it scrambled messaging going on in the world. And we're mixing things that are not of God with things of God, a ways of God, which is making people not want to return to church. Yes, that part right there. Because they like, if y'all doing it like that in the church, and we doing well, it like I that outside, the what's the purpose of going to the church? Yep. And the Bible it talks don't about you that. You can't bring things of the world into the church. You just cannot. You cannot. And that's it. That, that is so it. And when he gave me that, he gave me that, he gave me that nugget this morning and I wrote it down and I'm like, okay, God, I need you to talk to me about this. Scrambled messaging. 
because I know he got something to say about it. So I'm just waiting to see what he has to say about that because we have a responsibility. We do. We have a responsibility. And one thing I always remember, what you go through is not about you. It is mm -hmm. definitely about somebody else. So yes. we can't give her testimony yes. to tell people how God softened her heart in 24 hours that went from I'm gone to I'm in this thing. Yeah. That's a huge testimony. That's, that's a huge That's the big testimony. thing. You got to be, I'm in this thing. <laughs> and that's the thing. And even me, if I can give my testimony to say, I didn't stay yet and still, I am still honoring God in the covenant yes. of the relationship. Right? Because per the word, per the word, you still I, was, I was allowed the divorce. Yes. I was allowed the worldly divorce. Yet and still, there are some things about mm -hmm. us that are still in covenant. That's right. said the Lord. Right? And we're going to let God do what he's going to do. And yeah. I'm going to honor that. Um, With that, you know, we're always going to take care of the family. Amen. And wherever it leads, whatever happens, he get married, I get married, whatever that thing is. Like I told him, I see us like the Waltons, honey. We just going to all be together. <laughs> and, and, you know, and but that'll make you know who you're going to marry, right? Because yeah. if they can't accept that, then they need to go on. Yeah. They go, because it's about the family. It's about my kids. It's about the grandkids. It's about everybody. And it's about healing the bloodline. That's right. So you can heal the bloodline. You got to heal the bloodline. We got to break generational curses, generational patterns, mm -hmm. and we got to save the marriage, especially the black marriages. Yes, especially the black marriages, because it's bigger, and that's what we don't understand. It's bigger than us, it's and it so started so bigger. long ago. Yeah. It started so long ago in our ancestry, and we have to break the curses. Yes. And those of us that are Josephs in our family got to stand up and Joseph. Yes. Period. Yeah. And and I'm going to say on that, because I can remember when my daughters were real little, I don't even know what was going on, but I got up that during the night and it was like God woke me up and I just went through each room and anointed each one of my daughters. And I said, Lord, this generational curse will end with me. It will not carry on with my daughters. And I believe God heard my prayer because it was a sincere prayer. And God granted my request that it did not carry over uh, onto my daughters. And so when I look at them, like my, I always say my daughter's husband, my greatest accomplishment. Absolutely. I don't care how many degrees I get. I don't care titles, power, position, none of that. They have been my greatest accomplishment. And it's because I gave them to God. I literally gave each one of them to God and said, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. All I know is I want them to be uh, women of God and that they will be women that will, you know, be great in you and be great wives, great mothers, you know, and whatever their career may be, let you get the honor and the glory from it. And I believe God is doing just that for me because from the prayer operate years ago. I love that because what I heard God saying, and he wants me to say this to the people that are watching and listening. It is not too late. No. It is not too late mm -hmm. to surrender your children or child to God. No. It is never, never. too late 
to surrender your children or child to God. Now, if they're old enough and they've done some things, there may be some consequences with the things that they have done. Yeah. Yet, it is not too late Never. to surrender them to God. About a year ago, um, I remember going, I was just walking the floor in my apartment and it was a it was a me and God time and me and God was going through that thing. We were going through that thing and he took me to wound, womb trauma. The, the trauma that an unborn child experiences while in the womb. The womb, yes. For those of those that don't know, I have a blended family, right? We have a his, mine, and an ours. Most people don't know it because that ain't how we carry ourselves. We don't use the word step in half. We mama, daddy, sister, and that's how we get down and we love each other all the same. But because I don't know all the things that took place in the one that I did not carry, I had to attack it at the root and I had to go to work. God even had me speak over my ex and whatever he endured in his mother's womb yeah. speak over me, whatever I endured in my mother's womb. Mm -hmm. I know what my kids endured, the ones I carried because my oldest, when I was stressed, I was in a foul relationship when I carried her. She was so stressed. She came out like this, Kim. Yeah. And it's true. I've seen it. Yes. She came out of the womb stressed, yes. and she still has the makeup of that. So that's why I say God wants people to know that it's never too late. And if you do not know how, please inbox me. I can get you to Kim or I can deal with it or we can deal with it together. But get with somebody. Yes. Help you go back in time and deal with those demons. Those traits, those things that have you bound, that have your children bound, it is never too late to slay them demons and surrender your children to God. Amen. It is never too late. On that note, Kim, what do you want to leave with the people? Because I feel like that's a perfect time to tie this thing up with a bow. Um, to always be true to God. Always be true to God. Um. Um, one of my favorite things now is, Lord, um, let me give my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength to you. And I think that should be a daily, like when you wake up in the morning, because life is hard. I'm not going to pretend like that even once you get uh, to know God, that you're still not going to go through the struggles. You're still going to go through those struggles, but they're easier with him because, and, and that's why that relationship, it's not about being a Christian. Anybody can say they're a Christian, Absolutely. but do you have a relationship with God? And that's the most important thing that I can leave you with is to have a relationship with God, not a relationship with a denomination, not a relationship with a church, but a relationship with God. Ooh. With that, guys, this has been another episode, episode 77 of Erica Speaks Life. I'll speak life with Erica Nicole. I am Erica Nicole, a.k.a. Erica Speaks Life, all over social media streets. Kim, what a blessing. Thank you. This I was a blessing. You. And I cannot wait to have you back on the show because I know God has some more in store Amen. for you and for the people to know you. And um, this was such an honor to co-host with, I feel like I was co-hosting, to co-host this show 
with you today because you truly did what I stand on, which is letting your light shine. It was truly a blessing, guys. Thank you for joining, whether you're on video or whether you're on audio. We appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, Please reach out on all the social media streams. If you have a prayer concern, DM. If you want to know how to surrender your child or children back to God, please connect. I'm going to edit the show notes, drop all of Kim's other information in there so you can connect, purchase a book, get in her Facebook group. The link will be down there as well. Guys, be blessed. Have an amazing, amazing evening. Awesome, awesome, awesome.